Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is Logan and today I'm going to be talking with you guys very in-depthly about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Zombies. Now, in my opinion, and I've gone over this in my review, I think that Cold War Zombies is probably the best offering in the package of Cold War, with the campaign being second, but not even close. Um, and ultimately, like I said, this this really comes down to the fact that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is a game, or, well, yeah, is a game that essentially... You know, if you wanted to play the multiplayer aspect, me personally, I would choose Modern Warfare over Cold War for multiplayer. And I've already gone over my reasons why. It's mainly just the time to kill. It's not really something I can expect Treyarch to fix because they probably aren't. Um, but that's okay. I'm not saying the multiplayer is terrible or it's trash or anything. I'm just saying for my personal opinion, I think that the multiplayer is not as playable as Modern Warfare. It's like, I would just rather go to Modern Warfare if I want to play multiplayer. But Black Ops Cold War Zombies is easily, easily, by far, the best offering in this package. So, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Zombies changes a lot about zombies, but still keeps the very fundamental things you know about zombies, such as your perk system, your pack-a-punch, your starting weapon. If you choose to go OG, you have that option. Opening doors. All of those sorts of things are still in this zombies experience, just like in every zombies experience prior to this. Now, the main difference be, uh, between Call of Duty Cold War zombies and other zombies is that, first of all, you get to choose what weapon you want to start off with. If you want to start off with a 1911 or a pistol or whatever, you have that option to at the first start of the game. But if you want to come in with an AR or shotgun, or whatever, you have that option. Another big change is the fact that you can pick up parts or scrap, as they call it, to be able to create anything from uh, lethals, tacticals, uh, field upgrades, and of course, upgrading your weapons uh, rarity. So of course, you have your uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary um, in terms of... uh, your different rarities, which you can upgrade every single weapon up to, but it just takes a while. Um, you can triple pack a punch your weapons. One feature that I really am happy they did with this game that I wish they had in Black Ops 3 and 4 is the fact that you get to choose your alternate ammo type. This is something that the community has wanted for a while since BO3 happened when alternate ammo types were a thing introduced because, you know, you'd be trying to do an Easter egg, let's say on, you know, uh, Alpha Omega and you try to upgrade you know, you're trying to get the Ray Gun Mark II in a specific variant, and maybe you're trying to get Kilowatt or Cryo Freeze or Brain Rot, but you couldn't get the right one. And sometimes you'd hit the Pack a Punch over and over again, and you just still wouldn't get the uh, the combination that you need. But in this game, luckily, they allow you to choose whichever pa- um, you know alternate ammo type that you want. And they also have a perk called Elemental Pop, which will randomly let you shoot out any of the different ammo types. So you could have a ammo type on your gun already, and by having elemental pop, 
um, you will be able to shoot out other ammo types at the exact same time as shooting out the one that you have on your gun. And every ammo type you can upgrade, just like every perk you can upgrade. Or weapon class. That's another great thing that I want to talk about, the upgrade system. So for completing uh, milestones in zombies, you get these ether or elemental type shards that you can use to upgrade your perks, to upgrade your weapon classes, to upgrade anything really. Um, alternate ammo types, you name it. You can upgrade them. You want to upgrade your special ability? You can do that too. You essentially just upgrade whatever the fuck you want. And that's the great thing about the system is that by exfilling you get some, by completing like, what is it, every five rounds? Or is it the, uh, starting at round 10, every five rounds you'll get one. So yeah, ultimately they do a good job at offering you rewards for continuing to play or to exfil. They will give you rewards to upgrade your character. Now, another thing that I really appreciate that they have is the fact of you don't have a perk limit. So throughout Zombies history, you were limited to four perks. So normally you would just go with the classic OG setup, or maybe there'd be, you know, you'd be attached to like something like Stamina Up or PhD Flopper. And they tried to solve that problem in BO4 and BO3, except it was behind a microtransaction or Liquid Divinium paywall slash random spin. And you had the chance of getting a um, either elixir or gobble gum that would expand up your um, your perk capacity of how many you could have, or you could get a perkaholic and it would just give you all of them. But in my opinion, I think this system's better, where you can just get as many fucking perks as you want, and that's really nice. And I think it's a nice feature, and I think the community also appreciates that. But the fact that they have some of the, like, for instance, some of the perks, like, um, Speed Cola is no longer 3,000 points. It's 2,500, which I think is a perfect price, because in my opinion, I think 3,000 points for Speed Cola was a little ridiculous. Um, another thing that I noticed that they added, or they changed, is the money and how that works. So instead of getting, you know, points for killing and hitting a zombie, you only get points for killing a zombie. At least that's what it seems like. Um, another thing is the field upgrades. So let's talk about the field upgrades tactical lethal system. So essentially you can choose to pick up a variety of tactical and lethals that are dropped from zombies, or you can go to any crafting station around the map and craft stims, which will replenish your health on the go. Um, you know, you can craft anything from C4 or whatever, which by the way, I love C4 in terms of zombies because you can take out almost an entire, uh, wave with one. Um, if you place it right. Um, another thing that I like, uh, for field upgrades is the war machine. The fucking war machine, let me tell you, okay? I have played, like, two or three games today, and just by rounding up a shit ton of zombies and just shooting this fucking gun in, or the, the war machine into the crowd blows up all the zombies with, like, little to no effort. Like, if you want to do X-Fill at round 10, get yourself a war machine and you're set because you'll be guaranteed an X-Fill about every time if you choose to go round 10. You want to wait till later rounds, though? I would just die at that point because you're going to have to kill one of those big guys in, like, that minute 40 that they give you, and that's pretty fucking hard to do. Um... But yeah, so ultimately, there's a lot of different things that you can do in zombies now, right? The way that you can go upgrading your weapon, you 
you know, you can't just pack a punch it now. You can also have the option to upgrade the rarity because even if you upgrade the rarity and don't pack a punch your gun, your, your weapons damage is still going up. So if you just have a base assault rifle and you upgrade it all the way to legendary, it's going to have quite a bit of damage. And then if you choose to pack a punch it up through tier one through three, it's just going to get even stronger. I have noticed if you take a base assault rifle and pack a punch it once, yeah, that is never going to get the job done. Like you want to pack a punch that thing up to level three if possible and the pack-a-punch system in this game you know you always have something to purchase and once you have all the doors open and everything you still have something you can use your money on you can either use it on pack-a-punching up to level three you can use it on spending money on the box you can use it on buying a bunch of fucking perks you know they give you a lot of options and ways to spend money also this map has a free wonder weapon that you can get on it just like bo4 now i really liked in bo4 where they added this into almost every map that they had where you could get a free wonder weapon without actually having to get it out of the box which is nice like for instance the Reagan mark twos or the wonder Waffer, um which was actually pretty easy to get but that uh was for uh tagged or totem also with the tundra gun there's just some weapons like free weapons that are like really easy to access like it was pretty simple for um tagged or totem you know you just get the icicle you melt it and then you take the key you bring it up to the station open up the thing fill it up with souls bring it down to the the guy uh at the pulley and yeah anyway it was just pretty fucking easy um so at the end of the day there's a lot of uh great improvements to zombies they make it a lot more fun to play zombies um, and the zombies aren't hard as, you know, as hard to kill, you know, they have a health bar, so you know exactly what that zombie's health at, which I think is very nice to have, because there, I don't know how many times in the past that I would have thought that I almost killed a zombie, like, I was like, oh yeah, this zombie's gotta be close to death, and, uh, little did I know, his health was not as low as I thought, and, um, he killed me because of it, so, that tends to happen quite often, um, an older zombie game, so I'm glad they fixed that this time around and actually gave you a health bar because it kind of gauges on, okay, well, is this zombie, you know, some, you know, one that I should run at and try to push through or not? And one thing I don't like though, and I didn't like this from BO4, is the zombie spawns. The zombies spawn so fucking quick and everywhere that they literally could spawn behind you, like, the training system is a lot harder when the zombie spawns are so random. Like, the reason Kino and all that worked is, is because once you got all the zombies together, literally you could just blow them all up and it would be all good. The one good thing about D-Machine is that there's a lot of different um, areas you can train. The starting room, you can train. You want to train in the machine room, you can do that too. You want to train... On the right side of the bunker, you can. You wanna the the worst place I would say uh, to train is like the X, uh, excuse me, the Xville area because the rocks and stuff. In my opinion, they they are more of a detriment to you than a help. I feel like that's the worst training area. I try to avoid it at all times, and also the actual bunker itself. The, uh, the military bunker, like, no, you just don't, don't be training in the actual Nocturne Totem because, man, it is, a uh, it is not meant to be, uh, trained in. It's not even like the original Nocturne where you can try. You can't train in this place at all. Mainly because the roof and everything is caved in and it makes it just so much harder. But yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, that's just what I wanted to talk about. A little bit more in-depth, uh, discussion of zombies, 
Um, maybe covering some things that I didn't. I also like the intel system of being able to pick off intel off of dead enemies or just around the map. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, so ultimately, I just, I really like zombies. I think zombies, they added a lot, but also still kept it original, where you can still just get your perks, start off with a pistol if you want. They still give you the option to play zombies like you remember it, but they've just added in a lot more to make the game, I guess, more fun and interesting, because let's be real here, normally on older zombie games, once you're set up and you're just sitting and shooting zombies for days and days and days, um, and the ammo crate system also helps a lot, you know, instead of having to go to a specific wall buy or wait for max ammo, you can just load up. I think that's really nice because it keeps, you know, it keeps the game going where back in the day, you maybe would have to buy a different gun and then go pack a punch it with all the fucking points you have. But, um, at the end of the day, um, it is what it is, but Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed. I'm going to be talking a lot more about Cold War going ahead. Campaign and multiplayer, especially once Season 1 launches. I'm going to be doing seasonal reviews of Cold War to tell you guys what I think on the game. If it's getting better, if it's getting worse. Um, Like I said, the campaign, they really can't do much to change my mind about that. Uh, Like I said, I'll play through it a few more times and... You know, I will give you guys a review or re-review if I play it through and I actually am like, man, maybe I was too hard on the campaign. Maybe it's, you know, it's really good. Because you gotta remember, when I played through the campaign the first time, that's like my initial reaction. But we all know the more that we play campaigns and stuff, the more that they'll grow on us. Like, for instance, with Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, I didn't like Advanced Warfare at all. It's my worst, uh, or it's my least favorite Call of Duty of all time. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Advanced Warfare. I fucking hate it. But at the end of the day, I had a really good campaign that I cannot take away from it. But I did not like the multiplayer and I did not like the zombies. I think, you know, that was the worst Call of Duty offering that ever has come to shelves. Yes, even worse than Infinite Warfare because I actually enjoyed that game, believe it or not. And mainly because I just thought of it as a BO3, but a little bit slower. And with that knowledge, I was able to enjoy it. And the campaign was pretty fucking good, you know? Yes, you got to choose how you went about your missions and stuff, but you had a cast and a character that they established and that had a face and a voice. So, it was, you know, you could connect to them where your character in Black Ops does not. So, you can't really connect as the character that you play as. But, like I said, I will make sure to play through the Call of Duty Black Ops campaign a few more times. Uh, or Black Ops Cold War campaign a few more times, and I will let you guys know, you know, what I think about it after playing it a few more times. Like I said, I might come to love the game. I might come to respect it. I might come to look at it as a really good game and wonder why the hell I was so hard on it. Like, there is that possibility, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you guys right now that, oh, I love it, because really, it's just okay to me. It's not a terrible campaign. Like, the campaign is not terrible. It's just... I don't really like it compared to most. And to me, it just doesn't feel like a true continuation of Black Ops. I think Black Ops 2 felt very good as a continuation, but also feeling like its own thing. This game, it just feels like a Black Ops skin was thrown on it, but it didn't feel like a Black Ops game. You know, you had the Black Ops era, you had, you know, the mind control experiment, Mason of Woods, But it didn't feel like Black Ops. Like something was missing. Because a lot of Black Ops was throwbacks. And in this game a lot of the stuff is present day stuff. In Black Ops you had a lot of interrogations. 
uh, Dragovich, the way that the menu moved and stuff, like, this game didn't feel like that. There was a lot of mystery around the first game. Who's interrogating you? Why do they want to know this information? What are the numbers? Like, there's a lot of good things that the first game did. A lot of questions they made you ask. And the first Black Ops game was really, really well done. There was a lot of great things about it. The problem with Cold War is that it isn't as ominous, right? The only thing ominous is Perseus. Who is Perseus? Where is Perseus? What's he trying to do? But at the same time, it's also not as interesting as Black Ops 1 because they're kind of telegraphing everything to you and kind of telling you everything. So, it's just not, uh, in my opinion, it's just not as Black Ops-esque as I would want it to be. But like I said, I could enjoy it the more that I watch it, and I will let you guys know how I feel about it. And if you really enjoy the campaign, I'm not trying to take anything away from you. Because I know that there's a lot of people out there that like the campaign, and that's completely fine. If you like the campaign, you like the campaign. I'm just one of those people where I was very disappointed by it. I thought it was going to be a lot better. Uh, and like I said, I just don't agree with the whole multiple endings thing. Like, uh, Treyarch is the only one that has done that in the Call of Duty franchise, and is the only one that has done dialogue trees, except for, um, World War II, except World War II was not dialogue, it was only made that one mission, but other than that, it was not, um, you know, a shit ton of, uh, Talking in dialogue trees. World War II had an okay campaign. I would put this campaign along World War II. So it wasn't terrible. It was just okay. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, um, this is a campaign that I... I mean, I'd play this over World War II's campaign any day again. But the main problem is, is that, like I said, you have to look at it. And you gotta try to connect it and get the feel of that original Black Ops game. And if I can't, then I can't enjoy it. Like I would like to. But, thank you very much for listening. I've been rambling long enough. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.